In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the standout performance of Darcy Kemper. Yes, Darcy Kemper, the big acquisition in the offseason, hasn't always picked up the win, but has kept the Capitals in the game. Then later in the show, we will talk about the myriad of injuries facing the Capitals with Connor Brown and TJ Oshie and a long list of other players. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So just to start it off here, let's talk about Darcy Kemper. Yes, Darcy Kemper was that big goalie that Brian McClellan went out and signed. The biggest name free agent goalie on the market and has really kind of stepped in and solidified the net-minding department for the Washington Capitals. Last season, you could summarize uh, the goalie position by calling it inconsistent would be one uh, way of characterizing it. Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek had flashes of greatness, but were ultimately inconsistent. They would play great one game, and then the next game, they would play horribly. They were never, never able to string together any lengthy amount of wins. To their credit, however, they were able to get the Capitals 100 points, but ultimately that inconsistency proved to be too much as the Caps made a first-round exit um, once again last season. So what he Brian McClellan did is he went out and he signed Darcy Kemper, like I said, the biggest free name, uh, free agent out on the market, and Charlie Lindgren solidifying that position for the foreseeable future. Darcy Kemper signed a five-year deal, and Charlie Lindgren signed a three-year deal. So on paper, it seems like that position should be sewn up and buttoned up for the foreseeable future. We can cross that off the list of excuses as to why this Capitals team, you know, at points didn't, you know, play as well. I know last season, oftentimes they would always say, well, it was the net mining position. Well, now that we have solid net mining, you can cross that as an excuse off the list. Um, like I talked about earlier there, you can't, you know, Darcy wasn't always able to pick up the win, but one thing you can say is he kept the Capitals in the game. He did win some of the games, but some of the games that were close, you take a look at the uh, game against Carolina where it went to a shootout, you know, there were other things at play there. Uh, the Putting the uh, Carolina uh, Panthers, or excuse me, the Carolina Hurricanes on the power play, that did definitely not help uh, the Washington Capitals. The Capitals would be best served to play more five-on-five hockey. I know it's not a novel thing to say, but that's what the Caps have to do is just to stay out of the penalty box and, you know, come at their opponent five-on-five. Uh, a Monday at Kemper was the primary reason Washington found itself in a tight game against Carolina. 
eight minor penalties, no problem. Outshot 35 to 20, whatever, writes the athletic. The Caps ultimately lost three to two in a shootout, but managed to earn a valuable point to cap off a tough four-game road trip with a two-one and one record. And they had Camper to thank for the standings point. He was our best player, Lars Eller said. He was crucial for us. It was one of his best games of the year for sure. He was our best penalty killer as well. Really good game from him. Good two games, in fact. Per sports logic analytics, Kemper was the Caps MVP in Nashville and Carolina. After being victimized by some weird bounces and bad breaks early on, Kemper's season stats are starting to reflect just how solid he's been behind the Caps team that's still searching for some consistency and now must find a way to overcome yet another round of injuries. So despite being out John Carlson, despite being out TJ Oshie in that game, Darcy Kemper stood up and kept the Capitals in the game. That is what they're looking for. Uh, again, another excuse you can cross off the list if the Capitals happen to play poorly. Kemper, at the end of the day, keeps the Capitals in the game. With Monday shootout loss, Kemper is 4-3-1 with a .922 save percentage and a 2.39 goals against average, which ranks 8th and at 7th, respectively, among goalies who made at least 5 starts. Those numbers are slightly better than his career marks of .918 and 2.48. It's been feeling good seeking seeing the puck, Kemper said, a lot of the credit to the guys in front of me. They're defending hard and letting me get to the sight line and it's making my job easy. So Kemper is definitely a guy that likes to eat humble pie. Uh, as we know, the Capitals defense has folded in front of him quite often and that is why you see those games where Kemper played well and the Capitals lost or it was a really close game. Kemper kept him in there. So that you know, you can take a look at the goalie is almost like a quarterback of the uh, of the team. As the goalie goes, the, there goes the rest of the team. So if you have solid net minding, uh, it makes the rest of the job that much easier. In the first period, the Caps got outshot eleven to five as the Canes blitzed the road weary visitors. Camper, however, allowed just one goal. A deft redeflection by Stefan Nosen on the power play. A few minutes later, Washington's new number one netminder made the most important save of the night when he turned aside an Aho on a shorthanded breakaway that would have given the home team a two to one zero edge and all of the momentum. The stop allowed the Caps to get into the dressing room and regroup. Um, so that was the biggest thing, is just, you know. Ultimately, the Caps went to the shootout and lost, but, you know, they were able to pick up a point and it kept the Capitals in the game. So that's what you're talking about. When you see a good netminder, that is what the Capitals were lacking last season. That is what a lot of the teams around the league are, la are um, lacking is that consistent netminder. We had a good back pressure, so it allowed him to go one way, Kemper explained. So once he made his move, I was able to challenge him pretty aggressively and make the save in the third period. Kemper made two more difficult stops, the first on Jesper Fast and at the doorstep and the second on Aho power play attempt in a tight to force overtime. And just for clarity, I'm recording this show on Tuesday, so if some of this information seems it's like it's a couple days old, I'm just kind of recounting uh, the game so far and how great Kemper has played. Kemper was also the Caps' sharpest player on the penalty kill all night, and he had to be Washington went shorthanded seven times for a total of 11 minutes and 12 seconds. Kemper allowed one goal on Carolina's 13 power play shots. 
That's what I'm talking about. Consistent play, keeping the Capitals in the game. Darcy and RPK was outstanding. Dylan Strom said they got that first one early in the first period, but locked it down the rest of the game. Usually your goalie has to be the best penalty killer. And I thought that was the case. Coach Peter Laviolette called Kemper's performance spectacular. Darcy was big the entire night, said Laviolette. They were a shot-heavy team with what comes uh, deflections and a lot of work. It takes a lot of focus from goaltender because there's a lot of rubber coming at the net. It doesn't necessarily mean that the scoring chances, but you have to stay focused. So he did an unbelievable job to start to finish, just staying in the game and battling through it. Um and that's the one thing that the Caps have had from both netminders in Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren is consistency. And that is a breath of fresh air for this Caps team that was sorely uh, lacking that last season. So we hope for bigger and better things for Darcy. Um, and, you know, just the biggest thing with him is so he can stay, you know, healthy and not on the injured list because, you know, he does have a lengthy uh, list uh, or time on the injury list. So as, as long as Darcy can stay healthy, I think this Capitals team will be in a good position. All right. So after the break here, we will talk about the latest on Connor Brown and what that means for this Capitals team. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports, wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in in all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And guys, it is a great opportunity if you love the Capitals to bet on the Capitals. So it just makes the games watching that much more fun. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment, we are going to talk about Connor Brown. Yes, Connor Brown was the player that came in to fill the void in Tom Wilson's absence. As we know, Tom Wilson missed some time with an ACL injury. He is due to be back around between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So they went out and picked up Connor Brown. And then what happened he got injured. Capitals winger Connor Brown underwent successful surgery to repair a torn ACL, the team announced Tuesday. He's expected to miss six to eight months, writes NBC Sports Washington. Brown, 28, appeared in just four games for Washington before suffering an apparent lower body injury in a game against the Vancouver Canucks. On October 17th, he took an awkward spill in front of the Vancouver bench following a hit by Canucks defenseman Noah Juleson. Brown had to be helped off the ice and couldn't put any weight on his right leg. And this was a big deal for Connor Brown as well as the Capitals. Big in the regard for Connor Brown is that he signed that one or he has that one-year deal on the Capitals. Kind of a prove-me thing with the Capitals to say, you know, re-up me, re-sign me at the end of the year. You know, I don't know if that's going to be the case now. It's not his fault that he got injured, of course, but it kind of makes the situation a bit more complex. Um, 
I talked to him last week, days before we left on a road trip. Head coach Peter Laviolette said in his pregame press conference Tuesday, obviously disappointed, I think as anybody would be. We expected him to come here and have a big year. We were excited to have him. So I think was a little bit of a disappointment, but now the work begins with rehab. The Capitals placed Brown on the injured reserve two days later, and a team spokesman shared that they were still determining whether he would undergo surgery Washington acquired the forward for a 2024 second round pick over the uh, in the offseason in hopes he could help the team weather the absence of Tom Wilson, who is recovering from his own ACL surgery. Instead, Brown joined Wilson on the growing list of Capitals players to hit the shelf in the early goings of the 22-23 season. But Washington didn't officially rule him out. Uh, the Capitals would likely have to advance deep into the playoffs for Brown to have a chance to suit up for the team against, uh, you know, the unrestricted free agent in the offseason. So a lot of tough questions for the Capitals to answer. A lot of things, you know, yet to be, de- uh, to be determined. Can Connor Brown make it back in time? you know, for the end of the season, you know, is that going to make a difference? Um, I guess there's a lot of questions that remain to be answered by that point. Tom Wilson will be back on the team. Um, I think the Capitals would obviously welcome that depth on the team, you know, just to have that added security, say they do make a playoff push or even, you know, maybe even a Stanley cup run who knows, but in any case, we hope nothing but the best uh, for Connor Brown. You know, he was, like I said, he was the one assurance, you know, it looked on paper. Brian McClellan went out and did the right thing. He picked up all the right pieces and Strom and Brown and Kemper and Lindgren. Uh, Gustafson, I guess you could also add to that list as well. You can't always plan for injuries, right? You know, Connor Brown came and he played pretty good in the short time that he played here, but then injury, you know, hockey is a tough sport. You can't plan for these things. You can't plan that, you know, I'm going to go to this team and be injured, of course, Uh, but it is a tough break for the Capitals as they were hoping uh, to have that added depth, that added security as he was slotted in on the top line. Uh, with um, at the time was Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Wilson. Now it's Ovechkin, Strom, and fill in the blank, whoever that may be. But we're really pulling for Connor Brown, and we hope that you know at the end of the day, we hope that he's okay and he makes you know a really uh, healthy recovery and he can make it back to this team hopefully by the tail end of the season. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about the rest of the players on the Capitals that are facing injury. What is the latest status on those players? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals where it is your team every day. In this final segment of the show, we are going to talk about the myriad of injuries on this Capitals team, and it seems like they're stacking up. You know, at the beginning of the season, we knew about Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson, but now you add Carl Hagelin and you add TJ Oshie and John Carlson, and it just the the lengthy list on the injury list just seems to be getting longer and longer. TJ Oshie also remains out indefinitely. The team is also missing Nicholas Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Carl Hagelin, and Connor Brown who will miss six to eight months and likely the entire season after undergoing ACL surgery. Carlson is listed as day-to-day, writes Washington Hockey Now. Carlson suffered a lower body injury in the first period of Saturday's win over the Nashville Predators. The 32-year-old blue liner was trying to steal the puck from Zach Sanford, former cap, and went down awkwardly in the corner. He got up slowly and skated one more seven-second shift before heading down the tunnel and not returning to action. 
Carlson didn't play in Monday's 3-2 shootout loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. No one really thought he was. And then insert Matt Irwin out of the deep freeze. Matt Irwin will remain in the lineup to fill in for number 74 as of right now. It will mark his second game of the season after he skated roughly 11 minutes against Carolina on Halloween. He played on the third pairing with Eric Gustafson against the Hurricanes. So, you know, where it's one person's loss, it's another a player's gain. You know, Matt Irwin, uh, of course, would rather be playing than sitting on the bench. So, a good opportunity for him. Now, where it gets a little bit more interesting is is this a good opportunity for Connor McMichael? Is this a good opportunity for Joe Snively? Again, as I record this on Tuesday, Peter Laviolette hinted at the fact that he might go with Joe Snively. So, I mean, I guess that remains to be seen. I think that ultimately they want the player that is best suited, of course, to be in the lineup. It's not the player that the fans want necessarily, but the player that is most suited to be in the lineup. So it's going to be interesting to see if they end up going with Snively. Do they end up going with McMichael? Do they end up going with Sonny Milano at some point? A lot of questions still need to be answered on this team that is dealing with a myriad of injuries. As for other lineup changes, Charlie Lindgren uh, got the start against the Golden Knights, uh, and it's good to see Charlie in there. And the one thing that the Capitals can hope for is that they can have a healthy goalie tandem in Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. That would be their saving grace. There are also maybe a change on the forward lines. Head coach Peter Lavulette wouldn't reveal much, but said the team is working through some things with regard to whether or not Joe Snively who has played in one game this season, will draw in. Connor McMichael had gotten a chance to replace Oshie at four, but skated just 6.53 on Monday and didn't do much to stand out. Washington hasn't made any call-ups of at this time. So uh, I think, you know, the Capitals are doing right by the players that are on the big team. They're giving Connor McMichael his opportunity, right? They're giving Joe Snively potentially his opportunity here at some point. So I think that that is the right approach to take. You know, I think that's what's going to break the will of a player is if you end up going with, you know, a player that wasn't in the lineup, you know, they might be saying, Hey, I'm here. Why didn't you end up going with me? You know, Connor McMichael could make that argument or Joe Snively. So it does seem like both of those players will get their opportunity to suit up and play on the big team. You know, if they're going to be up for the challenge, that remains to be seen. Connor McMichael in small doses and sample sizes seems like he is a bit questionable. You know, I've gotten a lot of reactions on YouTube and Twitter saying you can't judge him because we haven't seen him in a larger sample size. And I agree with that. I'm not arguing about that. But do the Capitals have the time to wait to see if that player is going to perform or not? I mean, they've tried different things. You know, you got Kuzi on the second line, Strom on the first line. This this team is struggling a little bit here. Um, playing not horribly, but not the best hockey I've ever seen. Ultimately, they want to do what's best for the team. They want to pick up wins. Peter Laviolette, Brian McClellan, the Caps, the Caps fans, a win is what they want. You know, you shouldn't have too many personal feelings about who's playing in there. You know, I know that a lot of people, you know, Connor McMichael is a lightning rod. If you bring him up, you're going to hear all about it on Twitter and YouTube and everywhere. So I have no problem with Connor McMichael. I consider him and Hendricks LaPierre two of the crown jewels of the Washington Capitals organization. I would love nothing more for them, both of those players, to be on the team playing all the time. And I do think that that will happen. What are we seeing? We're seeing the effects of an aging roster night in and night out. Eller's production has dropped off. You got Nick Backstrom dealing with that hip a resurfacing procedure. Alex Ovechkin's not getting any younger, even though he's still getting great performance. TJ Oshie, 
John Carlson, yes, these, you know, uh, faces and players that we've grown to love, you know, the players that got the Capitals to the 2018 Stanley Cup are getting older. We're all getting older. Um, so, I mean, it's tough decisions to make. You know, there's a, it's not a unique uh, position. You take a look at the Boston Bruins playing very well with that aging roster, and then take a look at the Pittsburgh Penguins who are not playing quite as well either. So some big decisions for a lot of teams to make around the NHL. You know, you've grown to love a lot of these players, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for the team. You know, and I know that there are certain promises that were made to Alex Ovechkin that he would play on a competitive team. But with that being said, if for some reason this team nosedives into the concrete, I do think you will see some changes. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't think the Capitals are playing that poorly right now. I just think they need to play a little bit smarter and uh, hope that, you know, the goalie tandem can stay stout and, and healthy and keep the Capitals in the game like they've done so far. And hope that we can finally get some of these players back. But some of them, Connor Brown... Tom Wilson going to miss some uh, substantial time. Carl Hagelin, you can put in that category. So we're going to be missing a lot of key pieces for a lengthy period of time. Let's hope that these young players or these depth pieces that the Capitals pick up can kind of piecemeal together something that equals wins, that equals high standings right now. Because the Carolina Panthers, the Carolina Hurricanes, I keep going on that direction. I'm sorry, I'm watching a little bit too much football nowadays. You guys will have to forgive me. The Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers, those are two teams, um, you know, that are going to make a push for it. Those are the two teams that everyone picked to win the Metropolitan Division. The Capitals were always revered as a bubble team. Well, we've seen so far that the Carolina Hurricanes are all that. They are on top of the Metro Division. They are going to be a tough uh, a team to surpass uh, unless they face a bunch of injuries or for some reason they have a big drop-off. The Capitals are going to have to pack a lunch if they want to beat the Carolina Hurricanes in the standings. Now, that's not the the most important thing. You can be a bubble team. You can even win a Stanley Cup uh, being a wild card team. Many President's Trophy teams out there have not gone on to win Stanley Cups. That's not a sure thing. Winning the division is not a sure thing, you know. I think that it, it bodes well for your team that you're able to string together wins, of course, but that is not a guarantee that you're going to win a Stanley Cup the Capitals, you know, everyone, even Capitals insiders, beat writers, I'm not naming names because I like them all, I talk to them, they're picking the Capitals to be a bubble team, uh, you know, to make a first round exit, you know, something like that, or maybe not even make the playoffs. I want to be optimistic for this team. I know it's a tough ask. I know it's an aging roster, but you still have the likes of Alex Ovechkin. You have Darcy Kemper and Nett. Um, you have some key pieces in there. Tom Wilson will be coming back at some point. Dylan Strom has been playing pretty well. And who knows what young player is going to light it up out there. Maybe Connor McMichael is just going to have a fire lit underneath him and he's going to be playing in top form. Who really knows? But as of right now, I want to not take the negative approach. It's still the beginning of the season, for God's sake. And see that this Capitals team will, in fact, be able to make a big push into the playoffs. And my hope for them, if they don't win a Stanley Cup, of course I want them to win a Stanley Cup, is to make it past the first round. It's going to be tough. I know everyone tells me there's no way it's going to happen. I want to be positive for this team. I hope you want to be positive for this team as well, because it is going to be a long season as a Capitals fan if you don't have a positive outlook. And um, 
That's all we can really hope for anyway. And having a positive attitude is better than being negative about this team anyway. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.